Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I'm excited to be here with you all today. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I'm here today with special guest, a superintendent from Pennsylvania, Fred Moorcraft. Fred, how are you doing today? Doing great, Brandon. Thank you so much for uh, having me on the show. It's humbling you know, to be asked to, to come on something like this and speak about my school, but uh, glad to be here. My pleasure. You know, we were talking so much on the pre-show. We were like, we got to stop. We have to put this, we have to record this. We're just going to keep repeating ourselves. But it's been great to connect with you. And I'm excited for our listeners to connect with you. And I'm excited for them to hear your story. And what's the craziest thing that I thought that happened to you was you started your journey into being a superintendent in your first year. And then a pandemic decided to happen. And here you are now, four years later, and you're kind of working yourself through the whole thing. And you've kind of gone through the trenches, I would say. I think that's a fair, fair comparison. But Absolutely. for the most part, just an awesome journey. So let's hear about it. How did you end up in this place where you are today? Oh, boy. So uh, honestly, at first, I didn't even want to be a teacher. I uh, had, had really wanted to be in the health field in some sense. Um I tried different made. I was a physical therapy athlete training, tried nursing, and just to, well, I just couldn't really find my my niche. And uh, my mom was a kindergarten aide at a local school, and she's like, "Why don't you volunteer and let's let's just see if you have some mom." I said, "I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a teacher." And uh, she just kept on me on me. So finally, I said, "Okay, I'll go." So volunteered in the kindergarten class, and I literally went to school that day and changed my major. I just, I just loved it. I loved being around the kids, um, even the, like the littlest ones to to see that aha moment, see him learn. Um, so that was it. I was, I was hooked from there. And, and thankfully, you know, it led me to where I'm at today. Um, you know, went through college student teaching. My, my principal, uh, he was I stu actually student taught with him. I was in sixth grade. And, uh, you know, so here's me, you know, little friend Warcraft, student teaching. And uh, a few years later, when I'm actually in the trenches and teaching, he's a principal now. And has a position and says, you know, hey, I always said when you were teaching, I wanted to hire you. So it hires me as a sixth grade teacher in Carmichael's. And, uh, you know, fast forward a few years, he's he's now, you know, he's the principal and he's getting ready to retire. And he's like, hey, go get your principal papers. You know, I'm going to be retiring soon. So go to school, get my principal papers. He mentors me through that whole process. Um, and, you know, lo and behold, next, next principal. And and then really uh, flashing, like th literally three years forward, I'm, I'm in the after that, I'm in a superintendent seat. And uh, 
So I really hadn't been in administration very long, but I, I just I love where I'm at now. You know, I'm in the school that I started. I know the kids. I know the community. Um, it just just makes total sense. So we got to give a shout out to that person. What was his name? Uh, Mr. Rob Cole. And that was the person that you were telling me you wanted to dedicate this episode to. So normally we wait to the end, but I love it. Just <laughs> organically happened right there. Yeah. And then he's yeah. part of your story. You dedicate the show to him. So shout out to Mr. Rob Cole. What an amazing inspiration. I think that that is just an amazing thing that you had a teacher hire you in your first position that you worked through the the ranks with. And I think mm-hmm. that that's full circle for any educator. That's a dream come true Absolutely. to be able to have that trust and have that respect and have that ability to say, hey, we need to hire this guy because this guy is going to be great for the field. So that's got to be such an amazing boost going into the education oh, field for yourself. Absolutely. And then he puts his son in my room. Uh, very first. <laughs> I still talk to him today. He's, he's a great kid doing great things. So uh, talk about nervous though, that first year teaching, you got the principal son in your, in your home room. So it's- <laughs> <laughs> that's a definitely a leadership tactic. I just don't know what it's called yet, but I don't know. I think there's definitely a name for that, but that is a, that's an interesting part to the story. You know, you talk about going from being a teacher and then becoming a school leader and now a superintendent. I mean, talk about from one end to the other. There's a lot of people out there, especially a lot of listeners who listen to this show. There's a lot of them who move throughout the ranks in their education journey, because we all know that's what educators do. You you keep moving and you keep trying to find that place. Sometimes people move too fast. Sometimes people move too much. Sometimes people don't even know what they have is good. And they just move because they think they need to move. So, for you, you found yourself in this place and, and seeing you speak about it and hearing you speak about it and following you, it really, really seems that you enjoy what you're doing and, and know what you're doing and the purpose behind it. Mm. I, I mean, I love it. It's, it's a it's a really small district when we're talking under a thousand kids. My kids are, are, are students in, in our school district, so 11 and 12 years, Delaney and Peyton. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, I just, I want what's best for our community, uh, you know, we're it's it's great because our school is truly the center of our town. Um, you go to a lot of schools to where they're kind of pushed out in the country or pushed out here or there. Like ours is truly the center of our little town, and um, I just I thoroughly enjoy that. And you know, honestly, you know, when I stepped into the principal job, I didn't know that I was ready to leave being a teacher because uh, and I love being in the classroom and, and doing fun and exciting things and getting kids excited for school. Um, but you always had those kids say, Hey, why can't you move with me to seventh grade? And why can't you move? You know? And I was like, ah, oh, you know, but, but I think as a, you know, moving to that principal position, then now I get to influence more of those kids. And then, you know, eventually the superintendency to now influence a district and, and truly have a say um, in, in what we're doing to make school better for our kids. So I, I love it. I love being part of the community. I love, you know, the visionary leadership that, that we get to do now. And, and it's not about me. Uh, it, it's about everyone in my district, my, my teachers, my kids, my community. Um, and, and, you know, we really purposefully try to involve all of them in the decisions we're making for our school. It's a calling service, <laughs> It is, you know, and service is never ending. There is, you know, being able to optimize your impact and being able to find yourself in a place where, you're feeling that you're able to reach all of those people. And I know 
a lot of the superintendents, a lot of school leaders I've I've met and had experience to have on this show or just know in general, sometimes there's that that pushback from them saying like, oh, you know, I maybe I shouldn't have ever left the classroom. But because there's that I guess that perception that because they're now a superintendent, because they're now a principal, that they still don't have that impact that they believe they had when they were in that classroom. Uh-huh. Talk a little bit about how you still feel it, because you just mentioned it. Talk a little bit how you still feel your impact directly with the students as someone who's kind of the top of the pyramid in the school district. Well, so, you know, first year in the district, I was and I was fortunate because, you know, because I, I know that a lot of superintendents come in, they have to learn their community and and so on and so forth. But um, I was lucky that, you know, I, I knew the community, the community knew me. Um, yeah, I was fortunate to have a great superintendent in, in front of me who set the groundwork uh, so that I could do, um, you know, what I was doing in the district. But so, you know, we just hit the ground running and started pushing forward. And I had a great leadership team to begin with. And we started thinking about, OK, what do, what do we got to do to really push the school to the next level and um, started meeting with teachers? We wanted to change our, our vision. Uh, so we worked with our teachers and truly, truly have a shared. I mean, we were sitting around the table eating pizza, talking about where we want this district to go. And uh, so one of the things we we really worked on um, with our branding and marketing was we wanted our school to show three things. We wanted to develop three pillars that we thought, listen, we, we can't survive as a school if we don't do these three things. And so the three words we chose, resiliency, experiences, and careers. Uh, we, we come from a community where our, our coal mines closed and our kids are facing a lot of challenges. So our kids have to be resilient. They have to be resilient and work hard. Um, the, the biggest piece that I've been pushing, you know, now through COVID, before COVID and now through COVID is, is giving our kids genuine experiences. Um, and that's not only to find out the things that they're good at doing, but to find out the things that they're maybe not good at doing is probably even you know, just as important as knowing what you're good at. Um, Because, I I mean, I really feel our job as educators, it's to give kids experiences. It's not about the test score. It's not about, you know, we got to give them experiences to find out what they're good at and then let them work their way um, through that magic. And and, and that's, you know, that's the influence that I still have, uh, that I have as a, you know, had as a teacher, had as a principal, and now totally have as a superintendent. And what's great is... um, this past year, we were fortunate to be, you know, full full in. You know, we started from the first day of school. We didn't miss any school days because of COVID. Um, we had that vision going for my first year of giving kids experiences that will lead them to careers. And um, it was funny, just this year, you see those, those fingers start inching out uh, of the experiences. And teachers call, hey, can you come to my classroom? I, we're doing this. And can you come to my classroom? We're, we're doing this. And and we're taking our kids here, so I want you to come see it. And I, you know, if they if they ask me to come, if I come, I'm there, and, and see what doing. But to really like we're this year to see that it just kind of starts stretching out and seeing these amazing experiences our teachers are, are giving kids, um, it was it was just awe inspiring for me as a leader to to see what we as a community put in place now starting to come into fruition. So I, I, I love it. Like I said, it's, it is it's really magical to watch it happen in front of you. Yeah. You know, I love that everything starts with your values. You know, you you wanted these three things, but really there were these three core values that you were 
really planning to build around. And it seemed like you did a really great job of making that clear throughout the whole district. Sometimes values are written on a wall and we walk by them all the time and nobody has any idea what they are. And if they do know what they are, they don't know what they mean. So how did you really build that vision? How did you push that value driven focus? Uh, So we put it on everything. So we put it on t-shirts. It's it's on our walls. It's, you know, I'm going through the, uh, the hallways, you know, giving shirts away. Hey, what's our three words? I'll give you a free shirt. You know, and uh, so we just—I mean, we just constantly, constantly push it. If, if you look on our uh, our school Facebook page, um, we developed hashtags. So told the teachers, like, listen, anything you do, hashtag it. If it's based with careers, if it's based with experiences, or if it's based on resiliency, hashtag it on Twitter. You know, I'm always hashtagging. Uh, and then we always say we want our school to be a destination school for people to come to. So our overall is you know destination CESD. Um, but that's, we just keep pushing the teachers, you know, I, I told our teachers from the get go, like every kid has a resilient story, find out what it is and, and, and know what it is, or, or, you know, Hey, what have you done? That's been resilient, you know, so sitting with kids in a lunchroom, uh, you know, meeting with them in the, in the classroom, meeting with the teachers, uh, we just, we just constantly push it. Tell my leadership team the same thing. Like when you're out, push, push, push those words, push those words. And it's, like I said, uh, it, it's, it's taken some time. And I found in education that nothing happens in a year. You know, so it's taken a few years and then COVID, you know, really put a squash to a lot of stuff. But um, we just keep pushing forward. And, and like I said, this year was the year where we really saw it starting to take place. Saw those hashtags jumping, uh, you know, getting invited to classrooms. It, it's, it's just amazing. That's awesome. And of course, I got to ask the million dollar question about being a superintendent through this mess. Right. <laughs> so what are some things that you think that your school district or that you came up with as a team or as your teachers or what are some things that you think were some wins because we don't celebrate wins enough so what were some wins that your district had this throughout this time i mean one thing you already said that you had kids in school like day one you're able to make that happen that's a amazing thing that you're able to do i honestly i think i have to give credit to my staff because it was just that can do effort. Like, okay, we can do, we're, we're going to do this. Let's get this done. Like the constant work ethic, the, um, the flexibility, you know, just the proud of how flexible we had to be throughout this whole process. And, and like we said, we, we kind of knew this was coming leading up to March 13th. Um, you know, so we had already had some Google classroom stuff in place, but teachers that weren't familiar, we, we got them trained, you know, we took time. So, okay, we'll, we'll take this group. We're going to train you, get you up. Uh, we, we started photocopying packets for kids who couldn't get online and come Monday, I mean, we had information out to our parents. Um, we were, we were, you know, standing in the parking lot, handing out lunches and handing out packets and collecting packets. And, uh, we just, we hit the ground running and just went with it. And, um, you know, the following year coming into it, no one knew what blended learning or, you know, so we broke up in their AB groups and we started and, and we had kids day one in the building, uh, Thank you know, thankful for the federal government giving us so much money. We we got to go one to one. More Google training. Teachers went and, and got you know Google certified and then master Google teachers and um, you know and we we pushed that year finished full go and then the you know this this the past year we were we were full go the whole way and I, I just like I said the the pride I have in the work ethic because it wasn't always easy but I, I can honestly say. Uh, the teachers and admin and leadership in my district never gave up. We just, we just pushed, just kept pushing and let's get better and let's get better. And I, and I said to you before the show, but I, I think it stands true. I, I really feel that we're better because of the pandemic. 
um, I, I feel like we're doing better things now, you know, and we're way more flexible and we can do things online. And so now you're seeing that transition, even though we're in person, but you're seeing that transition of teachers who are putting stuff on Google Classroom. So if a kid can't be there, boom, there's the work for them. Uh, but uh, I, I just, I love that about the district that we never gave up and just kept pushing for students. Challenges are opportunities for growth and you and your staff and all of the people who are still left standing in the profession. And the fact that you feel that you, you all became better because of where you are. And I think that that's really what we're trying to hold on to going forward. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you think going into, you, you know, 2022, 23 school year, what are some of those things we want to hold on to? Um, like I said, that, that work ethic, I think giving teachers credit uh, is, is a huge piece. It, it seemed like the pandemic first came out and it's like, yeah, teachers, teachers, teachers. And then it started falling off after that. So I, I think we have to give a little more grace to our, our teachers who are trying hard. Uh, we have kids that are behind and, and we have to really work hard uh, to try to catch a lot of these kids up. And um, so, you know, that, those are things that we're working within our district and, you know, we're we're really we started before the pandemic but really trying to be career focused and um you know for a small school we're developing career pathways for our kids to, to, to find out you know where they want to go and what they want to do um so you know we really i think one of the things even with the pandemic we didn't lose sight of our vision and we still kept plugging forward and you know we didn't think we'd be where we at where we're at right now with our uh, our four career pathways but even throughout the pandemic we're there. So, you know, we're fortunate our school. We have um, really, they're really broad pathways, but we have a healthcare pathway, human services, um, business and finance and technology. And like I said, if, if you're on our healthcare pathway, you can be an MA or you can be a surgeon. We just want to give you again, experiences that push you in that direction. So um, like I said, we just, we just never lost sight of our vision and where we want to go and just kept pushing forward. Yeah. So many different pathways I think is, really really critical i think that's the shift you know and i think that there are so many different directions that people are going and kids growing up now that they're able to go and jobs that they're going to be doing uh -huh. five to ten years from now that aren't even don't even exist yet we say that all the time We're like, all the time it's for jobs that aren't even you know invented yet and that's you know part of what we do is giving these again genuine career, you know, unique experiences to our kids is we're doing it from kindergarten all the way, you know, to eighth grade. And then we're asking the kids to kind of move in a path and they can change. I, I know kids are going to change what they want, but, um, but I think that does kind of future proof us a little bit because, you know, year to year we can bring in anyone we want. And now, you know, with the pandemic, you know, I can bring someone in on zoom. Uh, in fact, during the pandemic, my, my uh, son's fourth grade teacher brought in a NASA photographer on zoom and I got to sit in on it, you know, so he's shown them how he, he takes pictures, what he does, take pictures of the rockets going off. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, you know, we have that capability now to bring anything into a classroom so a kid can see, I want to do that. And, you know, when I was young, I, I came from a, a coal mining town here in PA and, you know, we didn't have internet. We didn't have a lot. As far as I knew, I was going to be a coal miner like my grandfather and my dad and my uncles and, and everyone else. And, um, you know, uh, which is, you know, a noble profession. I still have relatives that still still do that, but um, we just didn't know. But I think now we have the opportunity to let kids know what's out there and yeah. uh, give them and some they see them. it And they see it every single day oh. and just the scrolling of their thumb. <laughs> and what's crazy is, you know, here we are, we are 
we are building these kids up for jobs that we don't even know some jobs that we don't even know yeah. exist yet. Yeah. yeah. And the people that are building them up that are guiding them and develop them. None of us know what it's like to grow up with any yeah. of the things that they're growing up with. It's mm -hmm. kind of like blows my mind when you yeah. think about it, because it's really, really comes back to that whole idea of relationships, relationships, relationships. Oh, no but what is a relationship? A relationship is getting to know those kids getting to know how they feel about having those things in their hands and being able to see what they see uh -huh. you don't know that impact unless you ask yeah and it's just come back to the simplicity of that but i always think it's funny to make that connection here we are we're we're working and getting them college and career ready but some of the careers don't even exist yet yeah. and yeah. they're being developed and guided by the people who don't know what it's like to be sitting in their seats yeah yeah so it gives you a lot to think about, right? Absolutely. Well, you're so right with those connections. You know, as a teacher, I always try to make those connections with kids. And then hearing some of these speakers like like Joe Sanford and Thomas Murray talk about making connections, like truly making connections with kids. And and they're right. I mean, they're they're 100% right. I know in my superintendent interview, you know, one of the things we, we, we talked about, we talked about a lot of things, but, you know, I kept emphasizing the importance of developing those positive relationships with all of your stakeholders. And like I said, kids are included in that. And, and, and you do, you have to show genuine interest and care in kids. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that simple. It's that simple sometimes. And sometimes I think we as educators get in our own way mm -hmm. and we overthink it. And we think certain things have to happen at certain times. And sometimes it's messy. And that's, that's the, the patience and the flexibility that we have to have. Yeah. And to me, that's what the greatest leaders show is being able to live in those moments wow. and being wow. able to understand those moments. You know, you talk about a lot about your values. You talk a lot about your branding. You talk a lot about really giving the message out there and the branding of what the school district is, is a school district about these kids and about oh, their pathways. And I think that's clear. It's clear hearing you say it and I can see it as you're telling me it. And I see it in, in your social media presence and the stuff that your school's doing. Um, so I just think it's really great that you're, you've gotten to this point. And I think for sure, it sounds like you're just a lot more fine tuned than you were at the beginning of all this. And I oh, think yeah. that you either, you either could have packed up everything and ran because there were a lot of people that said, I'm out, uh -huh. you know, and you're still standing. And I think yeah. that's one of the biggest wins of them all, right? Yeah. Standing tall. That's what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know this has been a, uh, a, a really thought provoking show for myself. And I always love to, to talk about, how people, especially school leaders, managed the pandemic and, wow. and especially your experience of being there from start to finish and being new at the start. And now <laughs> you're four years, which is really like 25 years of experience in my, in, in my <laughs> perception. I really believe that. I believe yeah. we all gained, we all should get triple the years for the last <laughs> couple of years because that was the kind of crazy storm that we all endured but we're here we're standing so i appreciate you for still rocking it and, and bringing awesome stuff out of your school district awesome yeah there's one more thing i gotta ask you to do okay. though and i ask everybody to do this on the show so 
if you finish my sentence, we've been talking about it this whole time, unlocking unlimited potential means. To me, it just means allowing our students to try new things um, and allow them to be a meaningful part of the educational experience as well. Uh, I just think it's so important. And and honestly, last, but probably first, uh, it's just just about caring them and loving kids. Uh, You know, I mean, you have to have it in your heart uh, to want to make connections with these kids and let them know that they're meaningful to you. And if you can do that, then then you're doing some some pretty good things in your schools and in your districts. So. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. We've said so many different things. You know, we've talking about this this value based this idea and getting through the madness of the pandemic and just continuing to come back to that notion of we're doing this for the students, uh-huh. no matter what position you're in. No matter what you do, whether you're the you're working in the cafeteria, you're the custodian, you're the person who is in the head of the classroom, the teacher, you are administrator, you are school director, you are superintendent. It all comes back to that one core value, that one most important thing that all the core values are for the students. And I love that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for inspiring me. I'm pumped. I loved it. I really did. This is a good conversation. I'm excited for everybody out there to listen. And for the listeners out there, if you have listened to this and you have enjoyed this, hit on the like button, hit on the share, hit on the subscribe, share this with someone because I'm hoping that this story will give you hope and promise because leading through the pandemic is something that was not easy to do. We're still going to see different challenges in ahead, ahead, but we're only hoping that we can only get stronger going forward. And I think that's incredible. If you haven't signed up for the Something For You newsletter out there, please do so. Head on over to brandonbeckedu.com. Check it out. It is free tips, helpful resources. Email to your inbox on the 1st and 15th of every month. I hope that you will check it out. I hope that you will share it with others. And I hope that you'll give me some feedback because I'm always interested in hearing what's challenging you and what do you need to unlock unlimited potential in all whom you serve. And so that is that. That is it for me, Fred. Thank you so much for being on the show. It has been awesome. And I know you're going to have an awesome school year. I wish you the best of luck in everything you do. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's just the, the blessing you get to share uh, my story of my little district. So always, always awesome to share those, those stories. Your little powerhouse of a district. How about that? Doing amazing things. Doesn't matter how big or small, right? All that matters is the impact and the great things that are happening. And the fact that your students are happy and they're going on to bigger and better. That's what I see. So it's all good, no matter what size you are. I appreciate that. And to all the listeners out there, remember that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. I hope that all of you educators out there continue to educate with passion. Have an amazing day, everybody.